So welcome back to another episode of the Fever 20 News Show podcast. Today we are talking about some very, very important topics and we're just going to be talking about some general updates and stories that occurred this week in the world of Fever 20. So we could have some new Fever 21 licensing news right now and this is going to be very hard to explain because it's very confusing and no one really knows 100% what is going on at the moment but I'll do my best. A lot of people have noticed over the last few days that the Colombian League website, I think it's called the Liga de Mayor or something, they actually had EA as a licensed partner but now that's been removed from the website and a few people are saying well maybe the partnership is over and uh, for Fever 21 we're not going to be having a licensed Colombian League. Now, I'm not really sure what the case is at the moment, if we're going to have it or not. It's still too early to actually call, and the only thing that we know as evidence is that website thing. But if you go on like a website archiver thing and you put in the Benfica homepage, you will see that EA Sports' logo is part of the official license group at the bottom of the page. But if you were to go on their homepage without using any archives, just today's website, you'll notice that at the bottom, EA's logo has disappeared. People are putting two and two together saying, you know, maybe the partnership is done. But I found a couple of other tweets that could explain it. This tweet says that the Liga Dimayor has a new sponsor, which is like the Betplay company. I don't know, that must be a Colombian betting company. Betplay apparently has been confirmed to sponsor the Colombian Football League. So that tweet is correct. And for the next four years, the Colombian uh, betting operator is going to be sponsoring the top tier of the competition, which means the league will be known as like Betplay Liga Dimayor or something. And some people are saying, well, maybe because it's a betting company sponsoring the league now, EA doesn't want anything to do with it because sometimes they do censor out some betting companies out of the game in certain regions. But I don't think that's really the main reason. And Lucas Pizzati puts out a good point. He goes that the previous sponsorship was from Aguila, which I think is like a Colombian beer. And obviously EA is not going to put a beer company in the game because uh, of like the ratings and stuff. But uh, they said that uh, Aguila did not make it into the game as well, which is correct. So why would that affect the current situation with the license? So yeah, I don't think it's because it's a bookmaker now sponsoring the competition. If it's still going to be in the game, it'll be just called Liga Dimayor like it is at the moment in Fever 21, but no one really knows for sure at the moment. There is a little bit of confusion because they did remove the EA logo from the website. Now Lucas Pizzati sums it up and says EA has left the Dimayor League sponsor list. Whether by the current overhaul of the league or by the termination of the current contract, this will only have an effect on FIFA 21. The same thing we saw in PES where the league is no longer licensed via DLC. I understand that it is still very confusing. I did my best to try and explain the situation at the moment. Of course, if I do see anything in the future, I'll keep you guys updated. But do you think that the league is going to stay in FIFA 21 or go? So it's time to get your wallets out because we have another promo in Ultimate Team. Welcome to Future Stars. The brightest young prospects in football now have massive ratings boosts reflecting their potential to become the best in the world. Build a new generation of talent into your Foot20 squad now with the future stars. So this is basically based on player potentials. This is Batch 1, Joao Felix 92, Rodrigo 91, Tonali 91, Greenwood 90, and uh, Martinelli's there, Dominguez, Mount, Kabak, Diaby, Martinez, Kamara, Dembele, Aarons, and Emerson. That is Batch 1. Uh, this one is Odegaard. He's got like four different cards there. I don't know what that is. Play them, upgrade them. For the first time ever in FIFA Ultimate Team, you can upgrade select future stars by completing dedicated objectives. And then there's some frequently asked questions here. Who is eligible to be a future star? It's basically whoever EA wants, but it's 23 or under, and they have high potential. So this is basically like a career mode thing. How are future stars ratings determined? Future star ratings represent the rating they could achieve at the peak of their career if they reach their potential. How do upgradable objective players get upgraded? Each 
Upgradable objectives. Player will have a dedicated objective that you can work through to earn the four versions of the Future Star item, simulating that player's progression throughout their career. After unlocking the first version of the player, their subsequent items can be earned by completing various objectives with the latest unlocked version. Now we're going to read something a little bit boring, but there was an update on the Companion app. This one looks like a major update for it. It says, hey FIFA fans, the latest update for the Companion app is now available and includes the changes below. They made the following change. Added quick cell recovery functionality, which can be accessed from the club screen. Quick cell recovery enables players to recover up to five quick sold player items. They've also addressed the following issues. Addressed instances of Team of the Week player items appearing to have no contracts on the Team of the Week squad screen. Skill move ratings were displaying as one level lower than in-game. This was a visual issue only. Rewards from expired objectives were sometimes unable to be claimed. The Manager League search filter was not correctly applying during searches. Bids were sometimes not updating correctly, resulting in an error preventing bidding. Sometimes bidding too quickly was causing a logout. Player items with injuries were not always displaying injury types in the selected language. Player items with a red card were not displaying correctly. So that is all the updates for the companion app. The companion app is on the on the phones where you can do bidding and manage your teams and do SBCs and stuff like that. So this week there was thousands of complaints against career mode. A lot of people saying that the game mode is ruined again. If you missed it, title update number 10 came out a week or two ago now, and it changed ultimate difficulty in career mode. It made it a bit more harder according to EA, but some people are saying that it's it's made it unplayable. It's made it literally impossible to beat. So I tested it out myself earlier this week. I made a video about it. So if you want to watch that one, you can see me struggle against Norwich. And that was crazy. That, that difficulty is crazy now. And uh, I read a lot of complaints in that video as well. But I put on my community tab here, do you feel like ultimate difficulty in career mode is now unplayable after the patch? And people were saying that it's not fun to play anymore because if you want to win, you have to try harder. Most of the time, you will still lose because the AI has 99 everything. And that's definitely what it feels like. Yes, I like a challenge, but it feels unrealistic. It's harder to win headers as a defender in the box. EA has ruined career mode again. It's BS. Just boosted stats. Completely unrealistic. No problem with losing games, but it's all just block shots, deflections, and near post goals. You're definitely going to have to tweak the settings a little bit in the sliders if you want to stay on ultimate difficulty but I know a lot of people aren't even playing the game mode anymore or they've just dropped down to legendary for me this year I've stayed on legendary I fought ultimate you know sometimes you, you feel like you're going to concede and then it just happens like you can almost predict when the goals are coming so I, I felt it was a bit too scripted especially when you're using a weaker team in career mode so yeah that that ultimate difficulty the new one is crazy in terms of squad updates this week they did introduce one on the 31st of January that one brings in a couple transfers, adds a few players, removes a few players, you know the drill. But there still is one more transfer, or not transfer, one more squad update that needs to come out to get all the deadline day signings into the game and stuff. Bruno Fernandes included in that bundle. So yeah, EA has been updating the transfers as we go along. And if you want to start a new career mode in February, you will get the... the the new guys in your team and all that kind of stuff. So, and then you've got to worry about new faces as well. So it's never really the right time to start a new career mode, but I think it's a good time to start a new one once the new transfers get applied in the game. So it looks like we may have some FIFA 21 news right here, and apparently Benfica could have been scanned for the game. So there was a tweet here on their profile about Jota, one of their players, renewing his contract until 2024. They also attached a video of like him, and in that video, there was glimpses of him in a booth that look like EA scanning booth where there's plenty of cameras around and he's sitting there getting his face scanned and this is presumed to be a few months ago now and uh, apparently this is FIFA 21 right here so of course he wouldn't be the only one getting scanned 
the whole team probably got scanned. And we all know that EA is partners with Benfica as well. If you go on their website, you will see the EA Sports logo listed as the partner. So it does make sense that Benfica has finally got some face scans now. And I guess they should be coming in Fever 21. We might see them in Fever 20, but I really doubt it. I think they'll keep them for Fever 21. So Benfica was a little bit sneaky with their tweet. But since EA is partners with Benfica, it does make sense that new faces would be coming eventually. So with title update number 10, there was a new ball that also got added from the French League. And recently, the company that makes the balls for that competition updated one of them. And it's like a yellow and blue ball now. And EA did put that one in the game. So when you play a French League match on kickoff or something, the new ball is going to be your default one. So we all know that this year EA has done a lot of partnerships in the South American region, like uh, the Copa Libertadores stuff, also scanning players from Racing Club, Millenarios, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be talking about a set of tweets here that pretty much say that a club like Velez Sarsfield is talking to EA about being partners, you know, that kind of stuff. So Mario Bellastrini on Twitter, I believe Mario is some sort of journalist or something, he put out a tweet saying that total views during 2019, top five Argentinian club YouTube channels or something. And you can see that it's got like Boca Juniors, River Plate, but there's also Velez Sarsfield in there as well. And then there was a few replies to that that says, very good, and one guy said, a constructive criticism, they should pay more attention to the game FIFA. FIFA reaches millions of kids around the world. Velez, which is a club, should have more presence there and demand, for example, Chilavert in icons. I think Chilavert is a, a player from Velez. So basically, he's mentioned that Velez Sarsfield should become a partner club, and then you can have icons in the game like Chilavert and stuff. And one person said that, you know, deciding icons is not up to them. It's up to EA to do, which is fair enough. And Mario replied and said, the image of Chilavert is not up to us. Expensive issue is being talked about to do so. Regards. Now keep in mind that this is all translated. It might sound a bit better in the native language, but from what I understand and what others have interpreted as well is that Velez apparently could be talking with EA at the moment, but no one really knows 100% if it's going to happen in the future or not. I'm sure EA is talking to a lot of clubs to see which ones could become partners with them. But it wouldn't surprise me if they keep investing in that region because Fever 20 has seen a bit of an investment in that region already. So we have some interesting news here. Two lawsuits have been filed against EA in France. I saw this tweet here that says two lawsuits have been filed in Paris against EA, arguing that FIFA Ultimate Team should be classified as gambling. Now the main things to take out of this article is that it says that two legal suits have been filed against the makers of FIFA, arguing that the game mode FIFA Ultimate Team should be classified as a form of gambling. Two Parisian lawyers... Karim and Victor are taking on the gaming giant in an effort to highlight the risks attached for players of FIFA Ultimate Team. This game mode has been part of FIFA since 2009 and in France alone makes EA hundreds of thousands of euros a year, probably even more than that. The legal duo are arguing that in order to win in this game mode you have to pay and gamble, spending money on FIFA card packs that could include a player or any player available in the game. Zagary explains further, in this game everyone wants to have a dream to go as far as possible. My client spent 600 euros in 5 months without ever getting a big player. The funny thing is if he bought EA stock it probably would have went up, uh, instead he lost it playing the game. So it says, the developers of this game mode have created an illusionary and particularly addictive system. The more you pay the more you have the possibility of getting big players. We believe that a gambling game has been integrated into this video game because buying packs is nothing more than a bet. It is the logic of a casino that has entered their homes. Today, 
any 11 or 12 year old teenager can without any restriction play FIFA Ultimate Team and commit money because there is no parental control system in this mode. Belgium and the Netherlands have already taken up this issue. It was also reported in the article that someone known as Marmadou reveals that he is behind on his rent payments owing to his addiction. He has spent 600 euros on packs and FIFA 20 so far and the best player he has got is Manalas from Napoli. I don't even know him, he says. So I'm not sure how far this is going to go in court and stuff, but I think over time in the future, a lot of countries are going to start passing laws that restrict these sort of things in the game. Uh, I think it could be like limited to adults or something in the future because right now it's pretty crazy how easy it is for kids to pick this up and do it as well. So I think eventually we will get to a point where it does restrict it, but right now it's still pretty open. We're waiting on a lot of big countries and that to start putting their limits in place. So a lot of companies recently have been doing their investor calls and all that kind of stuff because of their reports that they have to do. And EA did their latest report. Apparently they made $2.8 billion in microtransactions. So that is absolutely crazy. I think FIFA has to be around $1 billion of that revenue. I think that's what the current number is around there or something. So obviously 2.8 is all their games combined. But FIFA is one of their main earners, you know. And with that kind of money, I can't believe we still have a game where everyone complains about it every day. I just don't understand how they don't invest in those career modes and ultimate team and stuff. They make a killing, man. What more do you need? Now, the investor calls are interesting because it really shows you that, you know, with these games, it's all about making as much money for the shareholders. That is ultimately the goal of the company. They're not here to make us a great game that is not going to make any money. That, that's the whole point of this, is to just get as much money out of it as they can. And Ultimate Team is definitely the main focus when you read through these transcripts. But just to start things off, FIFA franchise grew year over year in Q3. Volta brought an all-new dimension, apparently. I don't know anyone that's playing Volta at the moment. And then there's some other interesting things here. It says, to FIFA 20 and the updates to Ultimate Team have been deeply engaging for fans, with foot matches up nearly 40% year over year from launch through Q3. FIFA 20 is also the number one most engaged title in our subscription services. We're now getting ready to launch two major additions to FIFA 20 with the prestigious South American club tournaments, the Libertadores and the Sudamericana, as well as the eLibertadores, which is the eSports version. In addition to South America, Asia is another growth market for our FIFA franchise with FIFA Online growing year over year as well. Now, one person asked about Volta and said, thanks so much for taking my question. Is there anything that you can discuss as far as Volta. Can you give us an update on monetization for Volta? I wish someone would ask about career mode. Like if I was there, I would have been like, what are you doing to career mode? These people want to know about monetization in Volta. That that goes to show that this game is about like making money for the shareholders. Career mode does not make money, guys. So the, the shareholders aren't interested. Andrew Wilson, Chief Executive Officer, says, We are happy with Volta. Volta brought in a whole new set of players and engages them in new and interesting ways. As we've also talked about a lot in past calls, as we think about building live services, we really think about building engagement first and monetization to follow. As I say, I think that what the team did with Volta this year is really, really strong. They've taken some great learning from feedback they've received from the community and will continue to build on that in the years to come. And while we don't have any announcements yet on monetization, a lot of player feedback is that they would also like to see the opportunity to extend and enhance their Volta experience in a way they do with other live services. So we're excited about what that might bring. They also mentioned FIFA 22 in this call. We expect growth to accelerate in fiscal 2022 as we leverage the growing base of the next generation consoles with the launch of a new battlefield. This is on top of the launches of FIFA 22 and Madden 22 plus new and ongoing live services and other titles. We create long-term value by growing strong live something. So yeah, that's all you need to know about that investor call. EA's numbers are, are up apparently, and Volta apparently brought in some people as well, and there's no monetization coming to Volta at the moment. 
But anyway, in that investor call, they also spoke a little bit about next-gen because obviously the new consoles are coming out in November. FIFA 21 will be on the next-gen console as well when the time comes. And EA says that the PS5 and Xbox Series X will substantially be more powerful than the current generation of consoles. And what it's going to do to those platforms will blow people's minds. There really is no excuse anymore when they move to next-gen, you know. The, the hardware is going to be there to make a solid game all around and there, there really is no excuse. So I'm interested to see what they're going to be doing for the next gen. Is there going to be a new gameplay engine? Probably, I don't know. I would love to see career mode improvements as well, but judging by the way they talk in these like EA investor calls and stuff, the main focus really is Ultimate Team. That's what people care about because it generates money and profits for the shareholders and stuff. So I don't really know what to expect with career mode anymore, but in terms of Ultimate Team, you'll get that in Fever 21 on next gen. We'll see what happens, man. I'm more excited for the consoles and the other games coming out, but we'll see what FIFA brings when the time comes. So let's talk about the Copa Libertadores DLC. We all know that is coming out in March. There's only about one month to go until that DLC drops, and uh, it's pretty exciting because it could be bringing in some new licenses. I've got an update on the situation with this license thing, and it looks like there is going to be some licensed clubs now with this Copa Libertadores DLC. So FIFA All-Stars on Twitter, which is a great source for FIFA news and stuff, posted on Twitter that they saw data of the Copa Libertadores DLC in the code of FIFA 20. And apparently clubs like Boca Juniors, Plaza Colonia, Colo Colo and a few others there have their actual names in the code of the game. Now FIFA All-Stars posted this image with the tweet and the first two lines say leagues, so global league and then the first one says Copa Latinoamericana and then there's Copa Latin America as well. I don't know if that's going to be the official name or not or just a placeholder. And then you can see the team names underneath it. So we've got teams like Boca Juniors, River Plate with their proper names now, which means they're going to be probably licensed according to this anyway, and a few others there. So that's basically what they announced. And, you know, we're still waiting for official information about this from EA. I guess we're going to find out really soon. It's coming out really soon. They said there's a capture event in this month. I'm not sure when though. It's going to be in Argentina apparently. Hopefully we do get these licenses. Hopefully it is true. But anyway, that's all for this week's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you can leave me a review on iTunes or something, that would be helpful as well. It can boost it up the rankings. And also, if you want to support the content, there is a Patreon, patreon.com slash vapexkarma. Any dollar amount does help me with the content that I make. So if you want to do that, you can do that. But anyway, I will see you next week. Thanks for being part of the podcast family.